What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Three's a Crowd, episode 16. Yes, 16 weeks of us doing this. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate all the comments. Quinceanera. That is incorrect. Sweet 16, but good try. Um, Quinceanera. Keeping it fresh. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be speaking about our college experiences, what we did in college, what we were doing during college, what we thought about college. And, you know, we all had very different college experiences, so it'll be a lot of jabber and, and, and talking about these awesome experiences. And then we'll get to hear about Ray, our third member that is not local, speak about his furthering of education at the Law School of Kansas. Um, so I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be very relatable for you younger crowd. And then before we get into it, two things. One, like, comment, subscribe. I'm taking this from another podcast. Our content is not free. You need to subscribe to see it. That's how you pay it forward. It's the gentleman's agreement, and everybody's doing it. Like, we've got tons of people subscribing. If you're not doing it, you're a loser, like a straight-up loser. So, and if you're, if this is your third episode and you don't subscribe, then we've got a problem with you, and you better change that before we find out. Oh, and then the second thing was... uh, That three-pack that we offered you guys, none of you took the bait. None of you started subscribing, so it's off the table. One, because Nick already sold out, so that's your problem. Two, we would have taken it away from you anyways because you didn't subscribe. So I think we're in for a good one. I see Nick over there getting ready to punch that button to get in here. So with that, we'll get it rolling. I'm in agreement with with the two of the threes of crowd, the two. I think it's boring to just say, hey, guys, subscribe. It would be awesome. I like this approach. We're coming at you. Send us your address if you don't subscribe. We're, com- <laughs> we're coming for you. We're pulling, we're pulling IP addresses. Yes. We're going we're to know who you are. Yes, but just click the button. You're going to hear interesting shit on this show. I guarantee it. And with that, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Ray. Uh, Ray just got his first ever uh, non indentured servitude um uh internship okay ray was doing a bunch of internships where he was getting paid zero dollars and was working for someone who was making more dollars than zero now ray's getting paid for an internship and i'm very happy he jumped on the capitalism bandwagon this is a good thing for ray shout out to ray and it has to do with has to do with what does that have to do with Ray gambling? A little bit of a little bit of gambling little, regulation. A little bit of gambling compliance, yeah. I'm 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 glad to uh be entering such a new space. Uh gambling, you know, e gambling and, and sports gambling has recently been enacted in, in numerous states. So getting in getting in on the ground floor and this is pretty exciting. And um to Nick's point, you know, getting paid for my work is also very nice. So uh, I'm excited to to be part of this great company and to uh, you know build a build a career, build a future. I'm hyped. First week down, guys and girls. He doesn't know a damn thing about the company he just started, but he called it great. Get him a raise. <laughs> and with that, we will jump into the college experience that we're going to be discussing today. So um, I think. I think we all can agree here that the person most enthused, the person whose nipples get the hardest when you talk about college is Ray. And then second, it would be Andres. And third, it would be me. So 
Let's start with Ray. Let's start with Ray. Ray, tell us <laughs> what. I wouldn't say that my nipples get hard over college. It's not like Dude, you started lactating when you when we talk about college. No, it's not. It's not like my college experience was, you know, such a great thing. I mean, I think that college is definitely a great vehicle to to get you to where you're at. But like, like my college experience wasn't like you know joining a frag, going to tailgates, partying every weekend. Like that's not what it was at all. Like not even close. And like that's what you made it sound like when you when you introduced it. I am not that type of college guy at all. <laughs> like that was that was not the experience I had at the Florida International University whatsoever. I, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it more that like like when you receive that diploma, you know, when you get that paper in your hands, you like you know, you I don't know, you smell freedom and you see a bald eagle f- fly by you. Definitely. Something like that. It, I think I think that I would I would feel a little bit more liberated if my degree was a little bit more meaningful. Um, I got my degree in political science, which um, is a pretty meaningless degree unless you're going to go to that secondary, post-secondary or post-grad education. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think college is a great thing. Some people don't think it's necessary. Um, But I think in reality, if you want to secure a a high-paying job in, in not only corporate America, but uh, in, in most in most fields, that a degree is, is pretty much a necessity. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I went to Florida International University. I I uh, graduated with a degree in political science. Um, and what most people don't know about my college experience is that I didn't really start in the traditional way. Um, so I in high school I was a pretty shit student. Um, I didn't really start trying very hard until. Um, the potential of a football scholarship was um, a real thing. Like it was like, like I could have, you know, like, like if you want to play college football, like in my position, I had to get good grades so I could go to a good school that would give me a scholarship uh, looking at Patriot League schools and stuff like that. Um, so I didn't really start trying until late junior year, senior year. And that was like a real, a real potential. Um, and because of that, I, it wasn't necessarily my grades that were holding back. It was more so my SAT scores, which were also shit. My ACT scores were also shit. I've always been a bad sunrise test taker. Um, so my undergrad didn't accept me into um, their program initially. I had to do a semester at uh, a community college, um, which is a pretty humbling experience, honestly. You know, not feeling like you're not uh, like inadequate, essentially. Uh, like you're not good enough to go to um, a university. Um, it's, it's pretty motivating. Um, but I think, you know, I learned a lot from not only Miami-Dade College, but from people around me and, and the situation that they were in. Um, and really the, the thing that, that I learned from Miami-Dade College was that if you want to get an education, you're going to make it work. You know, like if, if you want that degree, you're going to make it work. I mean, there are people that were, you know, they had full-time jobs. There are people that were parents, people that had like buttloads of responsibilities and um, they ultimately wanted that degree. So they were making it work under, under their terms, you know, three, four classes a semester, just, just making it work so that they could, you know, secure themselves at a, at a, a better economic position after, after graduation. So that's something I really admired about Miami-Dade and, and, the, and the people that, um, I know Andres also went to Miami Dade. He was, he was a fellow shark. Yes, I was also a fellow shark. I ended up there again through like 
sports. That's where I took a scholarship to continue my baseball career. Ended up hanging it up there. Just didn't really want to keep playing, but I got to go to Miami Dade for one and a half years because I found out if you finish your AA at a junior college, you get to go to the next school with a 0.0 GPA. So I was like, ah, why don't I get the cheaper and easier education? Um, but I, I can relay what Ray said about Miami-Dade. It is the biggest college in the United States, um, like by a student base with online and in person. So you get to see people from all over the world and all over Miami and in different types of situations. And there's a lot of hustlers at Dade, especially the adults, dude. The adults show up to school and, and they worked a full day. I had some night classes when I got like towards the end. Um, and you see just people with full-time jobs showing up in their work uniforms, trying to get their education no matter how old they are. So I, I agree with Ray that that was a pretty cool experience about Miami-Dade is you really get to see people trying to better their life. Um, yeah, and I think, I think another, you know, point from my, my college experience in general is that you need to take your degree at your pace. You know, like that's something that I, I certainly learned. Um, me being a political science major, it, it, my classes weren't extremely difficult. Um, so, and I also had this like crazy desire to just be in and out of college. So I ended up graduating college. I think it was like around two or two and a half years early. It was technically two years. I, I graduated college two years early. Um, and I was only able to accomplish that by taking 18 credits a semester, taking a full like load over the summer. Um, because I really just wanted to get to law school. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be able to graduate law school at a, at a young age and, um, set up myself financially like in a, in a good financial position before I was, you know, 40. I wanted had, I wanted to be working and establishing myself, uh, before I, I turned four years old, which I'm still working on that. Obviously, I haven't graduated law school yet. Um, but really, like, you, college is, is at your own pace, man. If, if you could handle four classes and you can handle four classes, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you take four classes, you take the classes, that you, you pick a major that in something that you're interested in, you can always switch majors. It's, it's not concrete. You know, I mean, it gets to a certain point in, in the progression. Other than the double tuition that they start to right, yeah, it really gets, nail it, you down with. <laughs> so don't to, switch too many times. Yeah, it gets to a certain point in the progression of your degree where, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense to switch. So I think that, you know, choosing a major is, is an important it's an important decision um, that, that should be well thought out. But ultimately, um, you know, if, if you're going to take anything from this, it's, it's that, you really need to do it at your own pace. It's if you do five classes, you do five. If you do six, you can do six. You're amazing. If you do seven, you're a fucking genius. Do seven, but don't preclude yourself from uh, a quality education or an education in general after high school simply because you don't think you can handle the course load. College is it's it's not as easy as high school, but it's not hard. People have done it, and people will continue to do it forever. It's definitely not hard. You know, you just got to know what you're doing know what you're doing yeah like you use the resources around you use you know like there's there's countless resources that study aids that that, that can assist you in in and how to you know man, maneuver around these classes and, and and how to really guide you in the right direction what do you, what I, you gonna say? I, I beg to differ that um 
college isn't hard necessarily. I I know. Well, you're a biology major. Yeah, you started as a biology major. There's certain degrees that are not super hard and have an easier workload, and then there's some that are. It's a challenging workload, and then there's some where it's like, uh, it's like probably many of our viewers, none of them have been waterboarded, but some of them are like being waterboarded. It's it's like mental torture on purpose. Ray's been waterboarded twice. Ray's been waterboarded twice for all the viewers out there, and that's two. <laughs> that's two times more than the average person has been waterboarded. On my that's own volition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he asked for the waterboarding. <laughs> But um, yeah, man. I mean, my 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 take on my take on college is that, uh, quite honestly, ninety. Well, I'm gonna say ninety eight percent of it is a waste of time and a waste of money. That's my take on college. And I think for people, especially foreigners who come to the states, I think it would be, and honestly, probably even more so for Americans, because a lot of Americans don't even know about the financial system that runs this country. I think it's important to do something relating to, to finance so you could learn how the financial system works in America. Um, but aside from that, you know, if I'm looking back on my college experience, uh, I was also like on this, I, I got offers for, you know, playing baseball. And uh, for those that care, I got into Dartmouth, which is an Ivy League school. But uh you know, I was faced with a tough decision, like, you know, do I go for 60 grand a year being in the in the freezing weather just to learn about the 912 genders that exist, or do I go somewhere else? <laughs> and, and I decided, you know, I'm just not going to go there. And so I went to High Point University in North Carolina, which is a beautiful campus, beautiful, beautiful area, beautiful school. But I miss Miami dearly, so I came running back. And I was doing biology there my first year. Came back and ended up doing accounting and got my master's. And um, honestly, guys and girls, what I learned in those almost six years, those five, it was five and a half years, I guess. Uh, I learned about what compound interest is. You guys can go on. Go- you guys can go on Google and YouTube and learn about what compound interest is in about two minutes. And I learned some things about accounting, which that's a, you know, that's like a specific skill set, I guess, you know, everyone needs accountants. Um, and yeah, and that's it. That's, that's what I learned. And that's what I learned in five and a half years in college. Um, so I encourage, you know, I encourage people to, to be, to get out there in the world and, Try different jobs, see what you like, see what you don't like. And then I always, I think that it would be great to start your own business or do something for yourself because um, if you can establish something that's successful, not only is it satisfying, but it frees up your time. And also, like, I know a lot of people that they they go to a trade school and they get a, a trade job, such as a plumber or an electrician, and their hours are great and the pay is great. And the pension is great. I have a, a distant relative who was a worked as a plumber in Rikers Island, which was the hardcore uh, prison. And he worked from 20 to 50 and retired with a six-figure pension. And that was it. And he just was on call, made good money back. This is back in the 80s. 
overtime. They paid him 65 bucks an hour. That was back in the 80s, so that was pretty good money. But yeah, I don't know. That's my general take on it. Um, I'm not a fan. Um, I was I was studying biology, and honestly, I wasn't like I wasn't set on something specific. But I know I wanted to go to. Well, I know that my parents would have wanted me to go to med school and do something like like some doctor shit. So that's the only reason why I did it. And then I. I so, so sick. So sick? Yeah, like that would have yeah. been so cool if if you were in med school right now so then become a doctor. Like I'd be calling yeah. you all the time, dude. I'd be sending you yeah. pictures of, of like just weird shit on my body. Like, hey man, like what's the deal with this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really I'm really, really happy that I didn't go that route though, because I remember I remember studying for a final. And uh, I don't study, you know, I don't really, I really don't. Um, I'm like, I, I like to, the way I like to go is the night before. I like to just like cram, I guess we call it cram. I like to just cram because I don't like, I feel like I'm wasting my time every time I study. So I was, I remember I was in the library and it was a beautiful day outside and I could look outside the window and see the world. But I was stuck in the library studying and I just like, I just got very upset. And in my head, I was like, you know, I would love to just... <laughs> I would love to just tip one bookshelf and watch some domino effect and fall in the library. And that's when I realized um, I'm losing my mind. I should probably just, nah, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. And, uh, <laughs> and I stopped. And also, you know, six hours a week in labs that only give you one credit per lab. So that's, that's two labs, two credits, three hours each lab. Aside from all the schooling, nah, man, it's not fun. That's why if you see a lot of people in med school, they're not very happy people. <laughs> will they? Will they make good money in the future? Yeah, probably, hopefully, but uh, it's not that enjoyable, man. I had a a few takeaways there from what Nick said. One, I just want the viewers to know, Nick's been that asshole his whole life that just never had to put any effort but always got straight 99s on everything we flipping did you'd be like oh like nick like did you study no 89 everybody else studied like seven hours and we all got c's so it was always like that but something that nick indirectly said with like go get a finance degree, like go get a degree that's actually worth something that you can like actually get some takeaways from. Like a lot of people are getting these degrees and things that are just not very applicable to like everyday life and not very useful. Like you're not gaining useful knowledge. Like if you go and get an accounting degree or you go and get a finance degree, um, you're, you're gaining knowledge, like you're learning valuable lessons. And like, it used to not be so popular, but go get a marketing degree. Like when, as more brands are built and more companies are built, marketing is really important. And between Nick and I, and, and now Ray's getting to learn it too with this, like, dude, marketing sucks. Like when you yeah. have a brand, dude, it is like so tedious, so hard. So go get these degrees that you can actually use. <laughs> in the real world. And one other thing that Nick said is like, go start a brand, go build something that like you have to like facilitate the success of. And it 
when he says that, it doesn't mean like go build this six figure company. Just go build something that's yours that you enjoy because that will actually make school more enjoyable. And like, that's how it worked for me. When I had built my first brand, it was in college and I was going to my marketing classes and actually like excited because I was like, oh, like I could apply this to what I'm doing right now. Where if I didn't do that, it's like, oh, cool, great marketing lesson. I'm just going to go home and I'm not going to remember it tomorrow. So like if you build these like little brands or hobbies or passion projects that you have, things that you learn in college become so much more applicable and actually better for you to like retain and learn because at the end of the day, college is super expensive, like unnecessarily expensive at this point. And a lot of people are, are spending a lot of money to get there. You got to get the absolute max out of it. Like you've got to squeeze every bit of whatever you can get from it because it's expensive and like you can gain value from it, but it's super, it's way easier to just get nothing from it. Like it's I mean, so it, easy to just not pay. Yeah, go ahead. It, 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 you, you get out of it what you put into it, right? Like, like if, if you're, if you're putting no effort into it, if, if you're kind of like going through the motions and you can't expect to, to really feel enriched in any way. Um, I think, I think that what you said regarding, you know, getting a meaningful degree is super important as well. I mean, my degree cannot be more meaningless. Like it's, it's, it's a waste of time. However, like I knew like going into it that I don't have a math brain. Like I cannot compute in my brain. Like, like no matter how hard I tried, no matter how many tutors I got, like I will never be good at math. So I needed to pick a major that was to my strength. I needed to, 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 you know, embark in, in a journey for my career that didn't revolve around numbers that I knew that I could, you know, play to my strength. I've always been a decent reader, like not even a good one, just a decent one. So I was like, okay, I'm going to enter a reading based profession. That's just what I did. Right. And like, it's been going fine for me. It's been, it's been fine. Like I'm, I'm doing completely fine. Um, but like, I could have never gone a finance degree. I could have never gone an accounting degree. I could have never done any type of mathematical based degree ever. Like that would have never worked for me. Marketing maybe, but like never math based ever, 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 ever. So like play your strengths, man, pick a degree that you're not going to fucking struggle for four years through. I I want to add to that. I also think it's good to have your own, your own um, ambitions and expectations and, and like understand the job market as you're going into college, because I think a lot of college work and a lot of things about college are very mindless and, and meaningless. And obviously that diploma, that paper at the end has some meaning. So I think you need to have a little bit of a vision for yourself, even if it's something that seems risky. That's even better because a lot of times, like people have really low risk tolerances, don't even understand what is truly risky. So, like, be, be creative. Like, think of something that you think would be cool and try to, like Andres said, try to apply your education towards that because you'll just get more out of it. And with that, I wanna I wanna share a, a quick funny story about uh. Once I switched from High Point University, I came and studied uh, accounting at Barry University in Miami. And of course, colleges, they throw on a bunch of like bullshit classes that you have to take called uh, electives. Like one of them was um, I had to do uh, hand building 
which is making making like clay bowls and shit out of hand. And, you know, I'm not very good at that. So I got a B minus in that. And um, that's just one of the that's just one of the beauties of college that they throw on bullshit like that. But the other class that I had to take because Barry's a, a Catholic school, I had to take theology and it was taught by a by a priest, a priest who um, I'm not going to say that, but it was taught by a priest. <laughs> and the very first class. He starts talking about um, we had to do um, like something like this class required a certain amount of hours of community service, which is what like, you know, like what sometimes prisoners do where they pick up trash on the side of the highway. So we had to do that. That's negative number one for me. Um, you know, I, I didn't sign up for that. And number two, like one of the first questions he asked, he, he goes, do you think it's racist to say black instead of African-American? And all the white kids raised their hand and said, yes, it's racist to say black instead of African-American. And then the black kids in the class were just confused. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what. According to the Bible, yes, it is racist to say black instead of African-American. And I go, okay, fuck the shit. I dropped the class immediately. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is the kind of bullshit you see in college. And, and you're paying for it. You're paying for that. It's just, just nuts. Yeah, it's just nuts. But I, you gotta you, you gotta be careful, and you know it's sometimes it's not a completely uh, winning game. But I guess you learn things along the way. There's two. I agree with Nick that you do have to take like a lot of BS classes, which is kind of annoying because, like, again, you're paying for it, and and I get it. Like the classes have to be filled for them to be able to pay the professors. So I think they should get more normal classes and just get more professors for them. But whatever. It's not even, it's not even necessarily true though. Well, like, not- there's a, like, like they can't have like a super customizable schedule. Like if Nick wants to take TikTok class, like there's gotta be people that want to go to that class and people would go, yeah, but sure. whatever. I saw it. I was listening to a podcast and they had two good ideas. One was like, make things more like useful, like, like what we talked about, like try and get a lot out of it. So there was a professor that had a class and it was a marketing class, like a high level marketing class. And the professor showed, they showed up to school on the first day and the professor was like, Hey, how's everybody? Whatever, whatever. Here's how to get an A in this class. There's tons of brands all over the world making thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a day on TikTok. If you want to get an A in this class, you have three months to go viral on TikTok. Make as many videos as you need to in whatever topic. Make as many accounts as you want. All you have to do is prove to me that you went quote unquote viral on TikTok, which is relative. It's viral to how many your average views to videos that exploded. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. Like that's useful. Like there's some kids that will leave that class and be like, damn, I could now charge thousands of dollars for my service because I know how to go viral on TikTok. Or some people are like, damn, I can create a company now because I can go viral on TikTok. So I thought that was cool too. And then there was a business professor that said, okay, hey, there's 40, no, there's 20 people in this class. We're going to break out into four teams of five. And instead of buying a book for this course, everybody has to bring $40 in and your team will pull together your $40. And we'll be auctioning off locations on school campus. 
and you'll have to budget for that location that you get. And then for your equipment, every team needs to make a lemonade stand and whatever team makes more money on campus that day gets an A plus then a B plus and a B minus. Nobody will fail this class. Like the lowest you'll get is a B minus, but everybody's got to go out there. You've got to work with your team on how you're going to budget. Like how much does location matter? How much does the quality of your lemonade matter? Like, are you going to spend more on equipment for it? And you spend the whole semester building this up, what the booth is going to look like, what you're going to do. And then it's launch day. You, you can have social medias. You could build up awareness that you're going to have your lemonade stand coming there on campus. So like, I thought that stuff is like super cool because you're getting a lot of the values that you would learn in the traditional course anyways. Like how much should you spend on location? Is location important? Like all of these things that you would generally learn in the marketing class, but you're getting to like put them into like real life action. So they're one, they're much more sticky. Like you're obviously going to pay more attention because it has a direct effect and you see it. It's not like I took a test and I'm like, yes, like I got a good grade. Like, no, that's not fulfilling. Like in college, if you just study one or two days before the test, like you should be able to pass almost anything. Like, let's be real. Unless it's like the super hard mathematical shit, but regular classes in college are not that hard. Like, let's be honest. They're just a lot of work. So I think there should be like more classes like that, like with professors, like doing like more innovative ways to learn, because I think they're going to have a hard time continuing to attract people to go to school as more companies maybe turn away from the traditional degree. Or there's these companies like Coursera that offer all of these courses online for $60 a month where you could go be on Coursera for a year and have eight Google certificates, a meta certificate, a Cisco's certifications, uh, all these cool things. So I just thought that was cool. And so, so you guys are talking about bullshit classes. This is like not part of what I'm about to say, but I took the history of the Beatles in undergrad and history of rock and roll in undergrad. So talking about bullshit classes and the professor made us buy the textbook. For that class so and didn't he write the textbook for that class too so it was direct yep. sale yep yep, yep. That, yep. My, ladies and ladies and gentlemen that is called legal fraud yeah yeah it was it was pretty silly um but unless you mentioned a lot about like you know how expensive college is and, and how you're paying for it and how you know you need to get the value out of it and really the only thing that comes to mind when i think about that is kind of how state schools are so much more affordable than private schools like so much more affordable if you plan on going to post like a uh, post grad like you need you don't need to but you need to consider number one how expensive undergrad was and how expensive post grad is going to a private school education like university of miami if i went to the university of miami to get a political science degree i would hope that one of you guys slapped the shit out of me because like 60 grand a year I would, don't worry. To get a political science degree from University of Miami, an absolutely worthless degree, spending over 300K and then going to law school after, like it's it's so silly. Like if you're getting a high it's value- just, It's just dumb. Just, it's irresponsible. Like it really is. I mean, and if you got the money like that, like if you have nothing to worry about, then do it, bro. Like good for you. But like, that's not most people. Like, and that, I'm not even sure that it's like specifically proven that under- that state school degrees are worth less than private school degrees. Like I'm sure that there are certain classifications, especially when you get to the Ivy leagues and 
and stuff like that. But I'm sure that there, like between FIU and UM, I'm sure that there are some degrees that you know maybe UM has an upper an upper leg on in undergrad. But if you're going to post grad, like there's you don't need to worry about really where you're going to college. Just get the degree, right? Like get that degree, get a high GPA, and go to and go to your graduate school. Like people put so much emphasis on where they went to on where they went to undergrad. Like there's I know a person that went to an Ivy League school and is in an undergrad, and right now they are in my law program in my school, which is a state school. So it really doesn't fucking matter where you go to under where you go to undergrad. I mean, it really doesn't. And the other thing is that scholarships are out there. They're they out there for the taking, you know? Like, let's let's say, I don't know, let's say you're trying to get into UCLA. Fake it that you're on the rowing team or that you play soccer. Get a full ride. Get in there. It's worth don't forget, it. Don't forget the $200,000 donation your parents have to make, though. Yeah, yeah that, that $200,000 donation. <laughs> Touching on what Ray said there, which is a great point, it's like it kind of used to be this way, like, and – this is, I think, an old way of thinking, and I think it did make sense. Back in the day, it was very important to go to the private school because of the connections and the network that you made. You got to meet and be around wealthy families and their kids, and that's how you got banking jobs, and that's how you got these certain skills. Dude, now there's something called social media. You can meet and talk to anybody at any time and LinkedIn. You can get in touch with recruiters from any company at any time. There is no gap between. And like that that's not to say that if you go for these like really expensive schools that you might not have that one-off situation where you meet Jimmy whose dad is like the CEO of Coca-Cola and it's like, wow, my whole life changed. But dude, that is not the majority of people. I have a better chance of sitting at a bar here in Miami at a nice high end bar and ordering two drinks, but camping out there and engaging with individuals that pull up. I have a, probably a higher chance of finding a meaningful connection than going and paying $60,000 at UM for one semester and joining one club and like trying to see who's going to like introduce me to their dad. <laughs> so I think that the value that these really expensive private schools used to bring was there. And I think that that used to be one of the only ways to get in front of some of these people, because you couldn't just flip through the phone book and call Jimmy over the big phone and say, Hey, let me meet with your dad. Like, no, but now dude, the possibilities are endless. You can get in touch with anybody. Definitely. I mean, go ahead. Oh, it's true. And I see now we're coming to the 35 minute mark. So it's, so, you know, we're going to piggyback on the school topic and we're going to, we're going to give a quick hot take unless Ray has something to add. No, I mean, I, I ultimately just want to say that don't be discouraged from going to college, take it at your own pace, pick a meaningful degree and choose the most cost effective uh, route towards attaining your education. I like that. I like that. And don't go to college at all if you don't want to. Exactly. So for our hot take, piggybacking on the college topic, if you guys were stranded on an island and you could only bring one thing and it had, you know, this, this is, you're thinking that you're not going to get rescued. Are right? you thinking that this could be your future on the island? One thing, one item, what would it be? Do, do items include like biological things or like, one 
Or like one material. living, one one living or non-living item. This is hard. I feel like so, like living, like you can bring another human with you. Oh, I mean, I feel like Beatrice, I would bring you if you got to this far. I would bring you with me. Yeah, but like you're not like you're not going to survive very long with just Beatrice. That's the. I that's guess the. That's I the, guess. The, I guess that's the point. Yeah, I guess that's the point. Right. Oh, yeah. that's the that's the double that's the double whammy. You bring another human, you need twice the amount of water, twice the amount of food, pretty much. Uh, it's, it's true. It's true. But I mean, who else? Who else we want to die with, right? Unless you just want to kill off Beatrice. I mean, that's if you're planning on dying. You know, you could plan on surviving. All right. Um, if I had to bring one thing, what would I bring? Probably a lighter. Like something, some source to start fire. If I could start a fire, I could do a fuck ton of things. I could boil the water around me in order to purify it, in order to drink it. I could start, uh, you know, burning shit down to my favor, you know, to start like clearing out areas for shelter. I could maybe even use it as a weapon. If I could construct a bow and arrow and then somehow, you know, figure out how to light the tip and start shooting flamed arrows at animals or something. Ray shooting flame tip arrows. Well, I'll one up you on that, Ray, since that's a great idea. But since it doesn't have to be a lighter, I'm going to bring a flamethrower. I am going to bring an unlimited usage flamethrower because you didn't say that your lighter might run out. Well, I'm going to bring a flamethrower and I'm going to absolutely ignite the shit out of anything I need to. And you're right. (laughs) You do need fire because Beatrice, I'm sorry, but you're gone. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm going to live there for a long time, you would be a hindrance on our living. And then we'd have to be faced with that scary situation of who's going to eat who. Yeah. So let's avoid that. And I'm just going to go by myself. I'm sorry. You can live your life here. That's I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to do it for you. See, flip it around. So I think I'm going to need the the flamethrower so that I can defend myself. I can... If for some reason a plane does drive by, I can fire my flame into the air or, or start a big SOS signal. And and two, like I can boil my water, cook my food, do that type of jazz. But I mean, I gotta gotta learn to control the flamethrower because I could just yeah. char my food. Like if the hog comes by, I might just turn him into crisp. Yeah, that's true. So whatever, I committed to the flamethrower. Yeah. All right, flamethrower lighter. Nick, what do you got? I think I'd bring one of those, um, uh, what do you call it? It's like a Swiss army kit tool that also has, that has a flint as one of the, as one of the features. Okay. You know, so I, so I have like the knives and all that shit. I have, uh, you know, whatever the hell comes on it, a filer, all that. And it has a flint as one of the features because... You need to you need to cut things. You need to you need to be able to, you know, you need to be able to make something sharp. Flint runs cut. out though. No, he's Swiss Army knife. No, a flint flint steel runs out. Yeah, it runs out. So does so does a, so does a bic lighter. <laughs> why do you why do you assume it's a bic lighter? I know it's a bic lighter. That's exactly what I had in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know if you're on an island. And, you know, I don't know, let's say you try to boil the water and it doesn't go well, your your stomach gets upset. You could live off of coconut water. 
And he got to cut those coconuts down from the tree with my Swiss Army kit. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. I thought. I thought like maybe you would say something like, like just super broad. Like I bring a fridge full of food. (laughs) I bring a boat with me so I could leave. Nick's Nick's actual dream is to get stuck on the island because it's a soy free environment. It's true. We should we should we should head out to the islands that are right in front of your right in front of your uh your your house over here and just see, you know, give us like two or three days, just live out there. Live off the Dude, land. That could be our next pod, us surviving for twenty four hours on the island. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, right. You're saying that now. It would be fun. We get some tents. We just live off the land, you know, start massacring crabs or something. Dude, I don't think that you can comprehend the amount of mosquitoes. That's why you're in the tent. there. Until the raccoons rip through it. Oh, That's please. That's where Ray's Lighter comes in. Please. Fire. Please. You think a raccoon's going to be able to claw its way into my tent? It's going to catch a quick nine to the mouth before it does. Dude, you can only bring one item. You can't bring a nine and a Bic lighter. You're right. Oh, yeah. By that point, that point, I would have already developed a way to to use my Bic lighter for, for, for greater damage. Mm. Yeah. Oh, right, well, those are pretty solid answers. You know, looks like we're not going to make it too long on the island. But, <laughs> but it was good. But it was good. <laughs> All right, well, that should... That should about wrap it up, huh? I think so, man. All right. Sign us off, one of you two. Andres. Thank you. If you made it this far, we appreciate you. We enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. We're having a great time making these videos. Let us know how you feel. If you made it this far, remember, gentlemen's agreement. (laughs) The shit is not free. You have to subscribe to watch it. That's how you pay us. That's how we continue to create this content for you. It's the gentleman's agreement. Everybody's doing it. If you're not doing it, like I said earlier, you're still a loser. You're so, yep. With that, episode 16 has come to an end, and we will see you next week for episode 17. Thank you. Peace. Don't be a dick. Peace.